You want me to start it, Mr. Bushi? Let's start yes. the fight. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to another episode of Street Writers. These are 10 minutes of writing motivation, inspiration, and activation. This is the second half of our interview with Nancy Kidder, an American University professor who teaches a course called Writing and Fighting. Hit us with your best shot. It's time to get in the ring with Nancy. Can so, I ask a question before we get into it? The whole approach that you, you took, what fueled all that? Like, where do you come from it in terms of of your seeing the physicality of, of action into writing? Everyone wants to know, are you, do you train? Are you a fighter? And absolutely not. Okay. I, like I, the closest I get is the Pilates bar um, or you know, <laughs> getting, maybe getting a little angry at the Soul Cycle instructor. Mm -hmm. okay. But no, I've always actually loved boxing. Mm -hmm. Columbus, Ohio. We had a hometown hero named Buster Douglas. Oh, sure, God, of course, yeah. Buster God, Douglas. Yeah. Beat Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget, I was in the, you know, our rec room basement on my leather couch. I was captivated. I couldn't believe it, it was such a great fight. We were the hometown mm -hmm. of the great champion of the world. Then I just was captivated with boxing. And in college, I started to read some of the great fight writers like an A.J. Leibling, um, you know, uh, George Clinton, Norman Mailer. Red Smith. Yes. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. great. And mm -hmm. especially um, those, that golden age or early age, even before them, you ha they had to use words because other than when radio came along, that was the only way yeah. they could really know what was going on in action. So they used such great action verbs and figurative language. They had to describe the fight. They had to show how, how uh, meaningful it was. They had to describe the, the narrative, the background. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Why do we care about this fight? Right. Uh, what city he's fighting out of? So mm -hmm. uh, I, I started into that, and then my, I started to also see mixed martial arts when I was in getting my MFA. Mm -hmm. My husband was obsessed with Conor McGregor, and I kept on <laughs> talking about the TV. I also saw how women were. Mm -hmm. You know, Ronda Rousey in 2015 won gained more money through her purses and her all of her everything she was doing than any other fighter mm -hmm. and for a woman to transcend that uh pay wage in a sport that was masculine and male dominated yep. for so long i was compelled and fascinated and then you know when you get into a passion you start <laughs> you know it's everywhere it's every, everywhere it's everything i started re-watching rocky and then uh -huh. really understanding how fighting can be a vehicle to learn rhetorical um, techniques and writing because it uses, um, in terms of reporting, or this narrative, storytelling. And then I also saw how you could use it as a vehicle to kind of unpack society. Mm -hmm. uh, you can look at race, you can look at religion. I mean, Muhammad Ali, it's just everything. And you guys asked how old my students are because there are a lot of freshmen in my class. 2001 was the year they were born. I know. Oh man, I just gained yeah. another wrinkle thinking about that. <laughs> exactly. But often they only know one side to Muhammad Ali. They think mm -hmm. of him as a hero. And someone they saw and their parents talk about, but they don't really understand how, what his journey from going from Cassius Clay and beating Sonny Liston and then joining Nation of Islam and then dodging the draft and, and then the 70s to have his three, you know, fight of the century, which Whoa. involved geopolitics. It's everything. So Politics, marketing, everything. I mean, his yep. the way he, he promoted himself. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's really interesting for them to, to take him and understand and understand he's complicated. 
right. it's not something black and white. Yes, he's a hero, but he was vilified at one time. And they see that also with Jack Johnson, and we go through other things. So it's an interest because I feel like you can do this with a lot of different fields, but fighting is something that I really think it attracts. It has a storyline like no other. I could go on and on about the rags to riches story that we that we see in it, the underdog. If mm -hmm. we really want to look at the compelling storylines that go into it, um, you look at Max Schmeling versus Joe Lewis or Max Schmeling versus uh, Braddock, Cinderella Man, uh, techniques you can use right. that you get out of it, learning the rhetorical devices that fight writers use. Do we, get, do we get credits now for your course, or at least this count as like auditing it, you know, or something, you know? It's, so we want to talk about what you're working on and anything that you want to promote, speak to that's going on. Yes, and start by telling us your website. Writeandfight.com. It has my syllabus, it has my reading list. One thing I just did was I did a MMA media symposium. It was really compelling, fascinating, we had interesting topics because we're talking about the changes in media. Mm -hmm, uh, right. Possibly long form. And uh, we had Karen Bryant, who is an anchor for ESPN, and she was she talked about how women, we they still have to fight for attention and how she actually saw people write um, that she was not hot. So very candid explorations on negativity in the press with mm -hmm. fighters. That'll be up on my website, um, a video, but you can also go to my Twitter to see a live stream of it. That's cool. Great. And what's your Twitter feed? Oh, my Twitter is Nancy Ann Kidder. It's N-A-N-C-Y-A-N-N-K-I-D-D-E-R. And if I had one more shout out. Please. Uh, I'm working with this company. It's a nonprofit called Books at Work. Mm -hmm. uh, it's wonderful. We, they bring in professors, come into companies, Mm -hmm. discuss in and these are you know corporate meetings or executive uh, HR kind of get-togethers and we're brought in you could bring in you know someone who's a guest speaker mm -hmm. uh, but they bring in a professor and what we do is just discuss a short story that everyone has read mm -hmm. and it's the power of a text to kind of uh, come in and you can use it as a vehicle to learn about ourselves right it's the power of storytelling, right? Oh, um, nice. Amazing. Um, I've done everything from Flowers to Algernon, which it was great to revisit. I mean, we've <laughs> all read that. But to kind of understand how it connects to us now and what it means about being a human and what we're doing in terms of science and all that. We did Jess Walter's Anything Helps, mm -hmm. uh, which brought up a lot of issues. Uh, we've done Stegner, we've done Ken Liu, who is a uh, speculative science fiction. Yeah, um, I love him. Yeah. Yes, amazing. And what? how wonderful for people who have never read him, mm -hmm. come in and you're with your other colleagues at work yeah. and you have to understand, well, what does it mean to be human or a mm. robot? And, and right. how does this affect how we, how we kind of interact? And wow. we treat each other in the same way that we should be. So it's fascinating. I'm doing more with them. And their website is books at atwork.org. Uh -huh. so, so do they give an assignment, as it were, to the, to the folks at the company beforehand that they yes. have to read the story? Or, and and yes. so everyone's primed and everyone's in the same space? Yes. And... Unlike some of my classes, I'll be honest, everyone seems to do their homework and are ready to come in and, and discuss it. And sometimes we do a book mm -hmm. and do it weekly um, per passage. So it's, yeah, it's a book club for a workplace, 
But the main thing is that what's different for me is I'm not lecturing about what you should be getting out of this. Right. Uh, you know, if this is existentialism or if this is representative of a romance or some other kind of theory, it's really about what you get out of it and what you see in it. So you're facilitating um, that and helping it bring it forward with your experience and your authority to some extent. Yes. Um, you know, because I've obviously, I, you know, have my MFA and I, understand, you know, um, we just did uh, Chinua Achebe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, who's known for his African literature and what that means and, and as a voice of African narrative. When I go into a workplace, I actually want to not lecture them about what they're supposed to get out of it. Mm -hmm. I want them to come in and, and, and um, unpack Fine. it so that we can share well, you saw this um, character do this, who may have had too strong of feelings um, about his hometown and didn't understand mm -hmm. old versus new. It's enlightening. And it's taught me a lot as a professor that sometimes we over lecture. Yeah. Right. And we should let the students tell us what they see in the text. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah, love that. And uh, it keeps yeah, it always keeps it fresh, right? Yes. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, please. And connect with us at streetwriters.podcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends to listen and their friends to take it to the streets and fight to write. Nancy, thank you so much. Yeah. By the way, so sorry about the cat. The cat oh, was wonderful. God. The cat was character. <laughs> was and Nancy, you've, you've heard our show. It's, it's, it's anything goes. <laughs> <laughs>